Oh, God. Oh, God, we love you. We give you glory. And we thank you that we can come and be in your midst. We thank you, Lord, that you are all around us. And I thank you that wherever we are right now, you are there. You say in your word, when two or three are gathered together in your name, you are there in the midst. And there are more than two or three represented here, oh God. And so we thank you that you are here with us this morning. And we just love you, Lord. Father, I pray right now in the name of Jesus that the words of my mouth and the meditation of my heart would be acceptable in your sight, Lord Jesus. Lord, let everything that comes forth be from you. So I step aside, I get out of the way so that you can do what you do best in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Listen, this week we are talking about the glory, the glory. Yesterday we talked about how Moses cried out for the glory And I think it's interesting that he cried out for the glory when he sat under the glory. I think it's interesting because he couldn't get enough of what he had experienced, so he cried out for more. (laughs) Wow, thank you, Holy Spirit. And so I think what the Lord is really saying to us this morning is that you can cry out for the more of his glory, but what about just experiencing his glory, what what happens when we are saturated or sitting in the glory of the Lord? And I think about Moses, if you know that he actually went up to Mount Sinai, he encountered the Lord. I always think about the fact that when he walked up that mountain, Moses was about 80 plus years old, and he walked that mountain and walk that mountain so that he could experience what the Lord had to say. And he, when he went up there, he received the word of the Lord. He received the commandments, amen? He received direction. He received correction. He sat under the glory. And it was so evident of what he uh, beheld that when he came down from the mountain, the Bible says that the people couldn't even handle what he carried. Come on. He, they couldn't handle it. So they told him, they said, you know, we need you to cover yourself because it's just too much. But isn't it something that when we are in the presence of the Lord, when we make that our lifestyle, when we sit under his glory, that we become what we behold and that People have a problem with that. I know for sure demons don't like it. They definitely don't like it when you come and you sit under the glory of the Lord. And God is inviting you and me to come to the altar. He says that if you come as a living sacrifice, lay yourself at the altar, according to Romans 12 and 1, he says that, When you do that, that's your act of worship. That's your worship when you come and lay on the altar before me. And so God is saying, come, lay on the altar. But it's not just to put yourself as the sacrifice, but what happens is you become what you behold, and the glory of the Lord is all over you. So the Lord told me to tell you this morning that you are a glory carrier. That's what is the evidence of you 
being at the altar, when the glory comes and you just rest in that, you become what you behold. You become filled as a glory carrier. I'm going to read a couple of scriptures to you and what the Lord began to show me in this. <clears throat> First off, 2 Corinthians 4, 7 says this. Thank you, Lord. It says, but we have this treasure in earthen vessels, that the excellence of the power may be of God and not of us. Whoa. There's this treasure in earthen vessels. That's you. That's me. This treasure. What is this treasure that's inside of us? Well, let's just go back up and start at the beginning of this um, chapter. I want you to listen to this. That because of Christ, what is inside of you? But here's what God wants to say to you this morning and to me too. That as long as we stay on the altar and we stay under the glory, we, become, we begin to exhibit what we stay in. We begin to manifest what we rest in. Come on, somebody. We begin to display his glory, for the entire earth to see. We begin to be his, if you would, his window, his, 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 his mirror. We mirror him, amen, because we are in his glory. And so in 2 Corinthians 4, 1, it says, Therefore, since we have this ministry, as we have received mercy, we do not lose heart, but we have renounced the hidden things of shame, not walking in craftiness nor handling the word of the Lord deceitfully, but by manifestation of the truth, commending ourselves to every man's conscience in the sight of God. But even if our gospel is veiled, it is veiled to those who are perishing, whose minds the God of this age has blinded, who do not believe yet less the light of the gospel of the glory of Christ, who is the image of God, should shine on that. Are you catching this? For we do not preach ourselves. Oh, come on. But Christ Jesus, the Lord, and ourselves are bondservants for Jesus' sake. For it is the God who commanded light to shine out of darkness. I'm going to say that again. He commanded light to shine out of darkness, who has shone in our hearts to give the light of knowledge of the glory of God in the face of Jesus Christ. You see, we are the light bearers. We are the glory carriers. We carry the light. We carry the glory. Amen? And, and it's not to be hidden. Even Jesus said that. He said, why would you put a light under a basket? Come on. Well, I, I believe that this is the season where God is lifting up the baskets and he is revealing his glory carriers in the earth. He's revealing the glory carriers, those that have been intentional and persistent to stay on the altar and to be saturated in his glory. You think about the fact that Moses was very purposeful in going up to that mountain because he knew 
that I could be in the face-to-face encounter with the Lord. The Bible says that, that God himself said that he spoke to Moses face-to-face as a friend. Face-to-face. You know, they say that um, who you, your circle is is who you're becoming. Is Jesus in your circle? <laughs> right? Is God in the midst of what you're doing? Is he there? Or is he kind of like the afterthought or the added thing? It, it seems like in our gatherings, come on, Jesus is the added thing instead of the main thing. Come on. He's like he's like the, uh, what would you say? The, the instead of being the main course, instead of being the the main focus, he's kind of like somewhat in it. And if he becomes the main thing, imagine what happens to all of us when it's all about him. We become what we behold, what we're all about. And so as glory carriers, God says, I wanted you to be all about me. It has to be all about me. That's why he invites us to the altar, because it's all about him at the altar. It's not about you. Notice it says here that we don't glorify ourselves. We don't, it says, we don't preach ourselves, but Christ Jesus the Lord. To be able to be a glory carrier You have to come to terms with the fact that it's not all about you, boo. It's not about your issue. It's not about your problem. Those things are real, but Jesus is more real. And the fact that he's a healer and a deliverer is more real. But what the enemy wants you to do, he wants you to be so consumed with your issues that you can't behold God. Because you're looking at yourself. Take your eyes off yourself. Take your eyes off your problem. That's why David said, oh, magnify the Lord with me. Let's exalt his name together. Magnify. Make him bigger. Exalt. Lift him higher. Come on. Whatever you're walking through right now that's making it difficult for you to glorify God and to stay in the altar and to become a glory carrier, God says, magnify me. Make me bigger than the issue. You know, God is bigger than our issues. He is Alpha and Omega. He is King of Kings. He's bigger. He's mightier. That very thing that is the thorn in your side, the log in your eye, come on, the stone in your hand, those things are insignificant compared to the glory of the Lord. Even Paul, even Paul said, these are light afflictions. (laughs) Come on. Wow. Now, you might be like, oh, no, she didn't. I'm offended because my problems are big. You don't know what I'm going through. You don't know. Okay. But what I do know is that God is big. God is great. 
and there's nothing too hard for him. There is absolutely nothing that you can't bring to God that he can't do. Raise your faith. Raise your faith, woman of God. Listen, sometimes we can't see ourselves as glory carriers. We can't see that we carry this. But as believers, as blood-bought, spirit-filled people, we carry the glory. We carry it to the grocery store. We carry it on our job. We carry it at the gas station. Carry it at the DMV. That's right. You know the DMV that you just wait until eternity? You're like, I'll just be here until Jesus comes back. Yeah, but in that case, you are a glory carrier. Lest you forget who you are. God told me to remind you. There's this treasure in earthen vessels. You're a glory carrier. You carry the glory of the Lord. His spirit lives within you. So you carry it everywhere you go. But I believe the enemy's done a really good job of killing, stealing, and destroying the truth. That's why so many struggle with identity in this hour. If you don't know who you are and whose you are, you're going to struggle. And the enemy wants you to be confused. He doesn't want you to know that you carry the glory, that greater is he that's in you, come on, than he that's in the world. We quote that scripture, yet we don't believe it. Because if we believed it and we walked in it, we would not be filled with worry, filled with fear, filled with anxiety, because we know that the lion of the tribe of Judah, come on, somebody, reigns inside of me. I'm a glory carrier. Say that to yourself right now. You might have to wake up your neighbor. And they're like, what What she say? Yeah, that's right. I'm a glory carrier. Come on, somebody. Listen, the angel of the Lord came to Gideon. And I love this moment because in Judges 6, 12, this angel appeared to Gideon. And and I just want to say this because this is what we do, because we forget who we are and what we carry. The angel of the Lord, it says in Judges 6, 12, appeared to him and said to him, the Lord is with you, mighty man of valor. <laughs> Come on. The Lord is with you. The Lord is in you. The Lord is with you. Come on. Mighty man of valor. Or other translations say mighty warrior or brave man or or man of God. Listen. Listen. The Lord is appearing to you now. He's talking to you right now, and he's calling you who you are. You're a glory carrier. But listen to what Gideon responds. He says, oh, Lord, if the Lord is with us, why then has all this happened to us? And where are all his miracles, which our fathers told us about saying, did not the Lord bring us up out of Egypt? But now the Lord has forsaken us and delivered us into the hands of the Midianites. (laughs) Okay. You know, we can hear that word like, yeah, I'm a glory carrier. But you see, the problem is, is our attitude. 
We've been hurt, offended, and we literally have come into a place where we have forgotten who we are. We are the church. We are his ecclesia. We are meant to display his glory. You know what I thought about the other day? Actually, yesterday I was driving, and, you know, Jesus told Peter, he said, upon this rock I will build my church, and the gates of hell will not prevail against it. Jesus' intention for the church was for his glory carriers to display him. But what has happened is that it's become all about us. So we are all about our comfort and what we want and what we like. It has the music I like. It has the coffee I like. The seats are warmed up for me, and it's all about me. But is that what Jesus built on the rock? Or was he looking for his ecclesia, which in the Greek is translated called out one? The light bearers, his glory carriers, to carry him wherever we go. We are the church. We are the church, and the light will overcome the darkness. Think about that. That's why he said the gates of hell will not prevail. The light overcomes the darkness. We carry the light of Jesus in us. So we got to check our attitude. Gideon, when he responded to God, he said, oh, okay, if I'm a glory carrier, what happened? Where you been? All the things I heard about from my forefathers, the miracles, the signs, the wonders, where they at? Because we're in bondage to the Midianite. He says that you've forsaken us and given us over to the Midianites. Anybody feel forsaken, forgotten? pushed aside, and when you hear that word, I'm a glory carrier, like how, how, can, how is God's glory in me when the doctor just told me there's sickness in my body? How is God's glory in me when my marriage is falling apart or my kids are tripping or my finances, whatever it is, but I, I, I want to tell you, that when God speaks his word, it will not return to him void. And when he calls you his glory carrier, it's not that he doesn't see what's going on, but he's speaking out what heaven already knows. What's already written in heaven, he's letting you know that's who you are. Now step into it. Heaven has already written out your story, woman of God. When the angel of the Lord came to Gideon and said, mighty man of valor, it was already written in heaven. It was already who he was and is. It was just being manifested on earth. So I decree and declare 
that you would step into who heaven says you are. Who heaven says you are. Not what the world says you are. Because the world is going to tell you, you are this sickness. I remember, you know, I struggled with eating disorder for years. And I remember going through uh, like a 12-step program to, uh, you know, overcome that. This is before I became a believer. And um, they told me that. They said, hey, once an addict, always an addict. Because an eating disorder, they considered that an addiction. They told me that. Once an addict, always an addict. You will always be that. You will always struggle with that. Well, I'm here to tell you the devil is a liar. <laughs> Come on. Because my identity is in Christ. He made me a new creation in Christ Jesus. The blood washed that addiction off of me. So when he says, woman of God, you are a glory carrier, I step into my identity in Christ. I am not what the world says I am or said I am. I am who he says I am. Woo, come on. But what I love about God is he, he, he doesn't, like, when we tripping <laughs> and having a pity party, <laughs> come on, can we get real? <laughs> he, he just, he still calls you by who he says you are, and he still points you to your assignment on the earth to be a glory carrier. Because listen to what he says to Gideon. He says, he, the Lord turned to him and said, well, go in the might of yours. <laughs> it's like, wait a minute. Did you not hear everything I complained about and said? said? God says, now go in the might of yours. And he says, and you shall save Israel from the hand of the Midianite. Have I not sent you? Whew. When the King of Kings and the Lord of Lords is backing you, nothing can stop the move of God in your life. Because that's who you carry. You carry his glory. You carry him. And so I heard the Lord say this to somebody this morning. Go in that might of yours. Step into the assignment because you're a glory carrier. Hallelujah. 1 Corinthians 6.19 says this. Let me get there. <laughs> Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. This is what it said. I'm going to start at verse 18. It says, flee sexual immorality. Every sin that a man does, it's outside the body. But he who commits sexual immorality sins against his own body. Or do you not know that your body is a temple of the Holy Spirit who is in you, whom you have from God, and you are not your own, for you were bought at a price. Therefore, glorify. Come on. Therefore, glorify. I'm going to say it again. Therefore, glorify God 
in your body and in your spirit, which are God, your body and your spirit of God. So glorify God. Can I just say this for a second? The enemy can't take your identity. He can't take the word of the Lord from your life. So glorify God with your body and in your spirit. You've been bought with a price. Your body's not your own. That's why Paul said, I beseech you. I beseech you. I'm begging of you. Present your bodies as living sacrifices, holy and acceptable to God, because that's your reasonable service. That's your, that's your expression of worship as the passion says. That's how you express your worship, because you give your body. You are meant to carry his glory, and you glorify him with your body. Now, this particular scripture says to flee sexual immorality, but anything that is unclean that you are allowing into your body, Because don't get it twisted now. You might be like, well, I'm not having sex. But (laughs) drinking or smoking, anything that you bring against the body that is hit, that's a sin. Come on. Call it like it is. There's no levels of sin. Sin is sin. (laughs) So your body is meant to carry the Holy Spirit. So think about that. What are you doing with what you carry? Whoa. What are you doing with what you carry? Are you putting that under a basket? Or like Moses, are you veiling? Come on, the glory. Listen, I don't want to be too much. So I will veil what God has put inside of me. I will cover and let that be just dormant because I don't want to offend anybody. I want to be sensitive. Can I? Don't get me started. (laughs) I was just sharing this with someone last night. When I became a Christian in the church that I was blessed to be in, small church, listen, they weren't sensitive around me. They were doing all the stuff that the Holy Spirit had them moving. And they weren't sensitive to me as a new believer. They weren't tiptoeing around me because they understood that they're glory carriers. And that when we carry the glory and when the glory comes in the room and we begin to manifest what we care, whatever happens, happens because the glory of the Lord is in the room. But what we've done is we're, we're like, well, we don't want to scare anybody. and We got to be sensitive and we got to ease them in. Did Jesus ease people in? He came on the scene and said, repent, for the kingdom of God is at hand. He didn't ease people in. He didn't say, okay, you know, let's first have them, you know, go here and first. No, he didn't ease anybody in because he knew he was about his father's business. 
He says, the Father is in me. When you see me, you see the Father. Come on. He displayed the glory. He didn't ease people in. He didn't make people feel comfortable first. No. He got people uncomfortable. That's why the religious people were tripping around Jesus. And that's why people are tripping around you. Because you're a glory carrier. And a religious spirit doesn't like it. Come on. I'm calling it out as it is. And I break that off of you right now in Jesus' name. See, a religious spirit doesn't want you to display what is inside of you because a religious spirit wants to control the situation. Oh, come on. Because when the glory of the Lord comes, you can't control the glory. You can't manufacture the glory. You can't put the glory in a box. If I had more time, I would talk to you about what happens when you touch God's glory. Be careful. Be careful. (laughs) But God says, you are a glory carrier. I am a glory carrier. And we are and have been created to carry his glory. You see, Jeremiah talks about the fact that he's the potter and we're the clay. Have you ever made something with your hands? Have you ever done something with your hands and you created it, whether it be a piece of pottery or, you know, you're planting flowers or painting something, but when you touched it with your hands, and begin to mold it and shape it and and move with it and paint it. You're putting your passion and your focus into that thing that you made with your hand. And that's what God has done for you and me. He is the potter. And he's putting himself in us as he's molded us and shaped it, shaped us and created us. When he made you and me, the Bible says that he breathed into us. He breathed his glory into you and me. And through Christ, we can now receive the Holy Spirit, and be a temple of the Holy Spirit. Where the Holy Spirit can come and rest inside of us because we are meant to carry his glory. And so the Lord says, take off the veil. Come off out of out from under the back. As you come to the altar and you lay yourself at the altar, the one purpose 
and the one drive for you to be there is to become what you behold, to become the glory carrier. That as you begin to stay on the altar and stay on the altar and stay on the altar, something begins to change. Something begins to shift. There's a transfer that happens from the heavenly into you. And your entire countenance changes. Your face changes. Your attitude changes. Your heart changes. Your body changes. Everything changes. As a glory carrier. I don't know about you. I want to glorify God in everything I do. I'm a temple. I'm a carrier of his glory. I don't want to hide what I carry. Come on. There's this treasure in earthen vessels. That the excellence of the power may it be of God, not of us. You're not powerful. He is. Christ in me, the hope of God. Christ in me, the hope of glory. So, Father, I thank you. I thank you, Lord, for reminding us what we carry and who we carry. Thank you for the revelation of your word. And Father, I pray that we would honor you with our bodies and our spirit, knowing that we are not our own, that we've been bought with a price. that I'm a temple of the Holy Spirit, that I'm a glory carrier. And I thank you, Jesus, that I can carry you. I can carry you into the doctor's office. I can carry you into the school. I can carry you onto my job. I can carry you in my home with my husband and my kids. I can carry you. And my prayer this morning, God, is let me become what I behold. 
as I rest at the altar. Let the glory rest upon me so much that I begin to change and I am transformed into what I'm beholding. You see, the days are coming where Jesus said the true worshiper, those that will worship me in spirit and in truth, he said, those people will be revealed. Those are the glory carriers. That's you. That's me. When we walk into the glory, when we come to the altar, we are to be altered. If you keep coming out the same, go back. If nothing's changing, stay there. (laughs) Stay there. Don't get up. Because he's filling you. With his glory, he's changing you. Doesn't matter where you are or what you're going through. I think about Gideon. He was on the threshing floor in the wine press. He was was not where he was supposed to be, doing what he shouldn't have been. God met him there, called him out, and said, you, you are my man of valor. It's you. It's you. So I see the Lord is doing that this morning. He is meeting you right where you are, and he's saying it's you. You are the carrier of my glory. It's you. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. 